0: Hello, this is Dr. Bob Dixon. Welcome to the Mustang Sports Feed. I'm joined with Mason Nesbitt, the Sports Information Director and Assistant Athletic Director of the University. Mason, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. I'm coming to you live
1: from a bedroom at my grandmother's house, so you can't ask for much more than that.
0: Well, that's nice. I hope you at least get some chocolate chip cookies out of it or something, right? And uh,
1: grilled cheese sandwiches every other day throughout, throughout the week for lunch, so it really is quite a setup.
0: You're doing pretty well. Well, today we're going we're gonna to do a little, a little bit of a year in review. Mason, explain to our audience what we've got planned today.
1: Yeah, this really would be the part of the year where we're coming to the end. And so we thought, what better way to spend an afternoon in quarantine than to look back at the year that was and to hand out some very, very unofficial awards. So we're going to run through, we're going to do a freshman of the year. Coach of the Year, Female Athlete of the Year, Male Athlete of the Year, Game Moment, and Team. And if anybody's unhappy with any of those choices, you can email Bob at. Uh, no, <laughs> we won't
0: get that out. No. <laughs> yeah, that's you know it, we, this is all fun and games and uh, and this is these are our uh, opinions and we, we we hope you have as much fun listening to it as we had uh, coming up with these. I, I should note that. I have no idea, Mason, what your answers are, and you have no idea what mine are, so it will be fun for us just to just to compare notes uh, and I promise i won't turn this into a debate, uh, but it'll be fun to hear what your what your picks were and uh and compared to what my picks were and uh, and then I'm sure it'll be fun to compare uh to what our listeners' picks might have been and we may hear we may hear a little bit about, about that down the road, so that should be interesting uh, well, so without further ado let's start uh who who you got for for uh, Freshman of the Year in TMU Athletics?
1: So for Freshman of the Year, I went with Elizabeth Radmilevich from the women's soccer team and the track team. She's from Irvine, California. Elizabeth had seven assists uh, for the women's soccer team who made the national tournament for the second time in three years. She assisted on both of the final two goals in that 3-2 overtime win over number six, Westmont, back in October, which was... Could be game of the year, maybe a little foreshadowed. Hmm. who knows. And then Elizabeth also in the spring, around Thanksgiving, she decided that she was going to go out for the track team as well. And so she was part of the distance medley relay. She did the 1,200-meter leg of that that went to indoor nationals and took 10th place. So she was one of the first athletes Masters has ever sent to the indoor track and field championships. And I thought... That combined with her work on the soccer field, Elizabeth you your freshman of the year.
0: Well, I can't argue with with that. That's a that's an excellent choice. Um, not not the choice I made, but but uh, I I wouldn't I, I can't I I can't disagree at all. Uh, it wasn't easy. I went with uh, Brandon Botdorf, uh, the men's volleyball team. Uh, he was the team leader in kills with 127, and he he really was the focal point. Of the the men's volleyball offensive attack uh, and and helped lead the team to to a a, a successful abbreviated inaugural season and and uh, so for that reason he was my freshman of the year. I did have an honorable mention Xavier Gutierrez uh, from the men's swim team. He qualified uh, national tournament in two individual events and and. That was the first for a, uh, a male swimmer from TMU. So uh, that's my, my second choice. I couldn't just limit it to one, Mason. You know, it was just too difficult for me. Uh,
1: it but. was. And I think this category, as I'm looking at this, I probably had as many honorable mentions in this category as any category. Yeah, Bottdorf, Gutierrez, another guy that Brent LaBach for men's cross-country and all-American, first all-American in men's cross-country uh, history at the Masters University. So definitely a difficult category to choose from and another difficult category to choose from coach of the year and this is one I had to be a little bit careful with my picks because I have to work with these people for the rest (laughs) of the year very closely next year I should say but I went with for coach of the year Alan Vince our women's volleyball coach and men's volleyball coach I just think Alan had a difficult task this year to balance doing both to, to coach the women's team in the fall while kind of getting the men ready for the spring and then coaching the men in the spring as well as taking his women's team through their offseason stuff and I just think Allen did a great job and you could just tell that the men's volleyball players respected him they enjoyed working with him and it was fun to see Allen you know be tough on them and coach the men very hard but also to have fun with those guys And really, kind of lay that foundation for that program. And Alan, also, I I don't want to fail to mention that he did get his hundredth win for the women's team in the fall. So he hits the milestone, lays the foundation with the men. I went with Alan Vince as my coach of the year.
0: Well, Alan Vince is definitely on my short list. I I listed four, which is
1: ironic because he's six foot seven. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think he's ever right been on a list with the word short attached to it until just now. Uh, but I agree with everything you had to say about coach Vince and, and, and that's why he was, I, I had I kind of narrowed it down to four and, and, uh, coach Vince, uh, for, for the men's volleyball and women's volleyball. And, uh, I added to that list, added Davis, who was our our women's beach volleyball coach and got the, I thought the team off to a great start and, and a, again in, a, in an abbreviated season a winning season I think the record was five and four before the season shut down uh, and then of course I had to include Dan Waldeck because uh, when you, when you lead a w- w- women's basketball team to a twenty nine and three record that it just you just you know something's going right there uh, but I but I I settled uh, I shouldn't say settled but I chose uh, Zach Schroeder our our cross-country coach, uh, because this year was such a big milestone, 10th ten, straight GSAC title for, for men's cross-country, and, and almost, almost as a, as a uh, you know, I mean, that, that alone is, is, is worth to, to win the GSAC, but to do it for 10 years in a row, I'm, so I'm kind of giving him somewhat of an of a, of a anniversary award for that one, but it's such a big milestone. So, so for me, Zach Schroeder, coach of the year.
1: Yeah, hard to hard to argue with that. And again, this is not this is not one of those ESPN morning debate shows where I'm gonna come back and tell you why it's Alan Vince because it's it's also hard to argue with Zach to, to do it ten years in a row, then take the men on to that ninth place finish at Nationals, obviously a great year for them. And then Dan, you know, and we're gonna I'm sure we're we're gonna talk more about women's basketball later and the, the great season that they had. And on that note, we're transitioning to Female Athlete of the Year. And this is one, obviously, we didn't exchange notes ahead of time. But I have to imagine that <laughs> you, myself, anyone else looking at this situation would, would have a pretty clear choice for Female a- the Athlete of the Year. So why don't you go ahead and, and tell me who you had, Bob?
0: Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot of suspense here. My Female Athlete of the Year... For the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season is Stephanie Suarez uh, of the women's basketball team, and and I'm not alone in this. Uh, she was dubbed the NAIa National Player of the Year, obviously the the GSAC Player of the Year. Uh, what can you say? Twenty point seven points per game, thirteen point six rebounds, one hundred and fifty one blocks, and all the while hitting forty nine three pointers. I mean she uh, she did it all. She she was uh, the the cornerstone of that, that team this year, that like I said, went 29-3 and, and and uh, was really looking for a deep run in the Nationals and, and, and didn't get an opportunity. Um, so now I'll throw it back to you, Mason. Who, who did you choose for this one?
1: A lot of drama. A <laughs> lot of drama here. I went with Stephanie Suarez as well. As you mentioned, those big numbers. Really the, the greatest single season in, in Masters women's basketball history. I mean, those 20.7 points per game most anybody's ever averaged in a season. 13.6 rebounds a game, most anybody at Masters has ever averaged in a season. Did not, however, have the most blocks in a season, but that's only because she had more last year. So uh, Stephanie Suarez, just a dominant season. I just think back to that last performance she had, that 35.22 rebound game at Westmont in the GSAC tournament championship game against Westmont. Everything that was on the line there, and she was just on another level. And so it was so disappointing not to get to see her continue that on into the NAI tournament. But the nice thing is she's just a sophomore. You know, we're going to get to see her, Lord willing, two more years. And I think, you know, you talk to Dan uh, Waldeck, the head coach, and he doesn't think she's done. You know, it's not. this is not the ceiling for Stephanie Suarez. And so, you know, he, as you mentioned, NAIA Player of the Year, it's like, well, there's bigger things ahead. And so I, I think it's going to be really exciting to see what Stephanie does here over the next two years.
0: Only a sophomore. That's very That's exciting. Can't wait.
1: All right, Bob, Male Athlete of the Year, and I'll start us off this time. This one, definitely more difficult choice. Um, I went with Steven Pacheco of the men's cross-country team. Uh, Stephen, a senior fifth year, senior, uh, as you mentioned, helped the Mustangs win their 10th straight GSEC men's cross country title. So you're talking about one of the greatest dynasties in the history of golden state athletic conference athletics. And then he was also the GSEC individual title for men's cross country. And on the national stage, he was, he finished 12th overall an NAI all American really putting the the cap on, a uh, very impressive distance running career for Steven at masters. Definitely disappointing not to get to see him take a shot at an all American award on the track in the spring. Obviously that season cut short, but Steven had an incredible career and he just got it. I mean, there's just, you know, there's certain athletes you can you talk to and they just kind of see the the big picture and and even just thinking of uh, when the GSAC interviewed Steven after he won that individual title and just how he talked about, you know, we weren't here for all of these, so we're really just trying to keep this thing going out of respect to those runners who came before us. And I just thought mm. that was profound.
0: Yeah, wow. That you know, it's, it's an funny. incredible
1: career for Steven.
0: Yeah, he, it it really was, and and it's such a shame he didn't get to, you know, really cap it off with what I'm sure would have been a great spring uh, track and field season, uh, track season for him. Um, you almost made me change my mind just there, Mason, because Steven was my was my uh, runner up in this award and i say award it's, there's no award but in, in this in in this list and uh and and I anguished over it because it was just such it, it was I, I going back and forth and, and hearing you make the case I almost just want to you know scratch it off and change it but I, I'll, I'll stick with what I had but i have to say uh yeah stephen Pacheco uh had an amazing year he he's my he's my i only want to say honorable mention he's more like if there's one A and one B's, like one one B, I don't know, because uh, he he, he, he had such a good year. I went with with Tim Tim Suarez uh, with, as my male athlete of the year. Uh, 18.7 points, 8.4 rebounds, 62 blocks, second team All-American, NAIA All-American. He was the GSAC Defensive Player of the Year and obviously All GSAC Conference Player. Um, I mean, we had we have a lot of weapons on the men's basketball team. Uh, and and that's a good thing Um, but whenever the team uh, needed a bucket uh, he was he was the guy Uh, the ball went to him and then the and the play went through him he was always the first option and uh, and then so offensively he was he was just a a machine and he would he, he was a walking foul for the other team's centers like you know he he it was always fun, like against, I think it was Westmont, where he, he fouled, he fouled two guys out of the game, you know, it was an overtime game, and they, and they, they had both their centers on, on the, during overtime on the bench fouled out, you know, I mean, this is, this is, there was no way to defend him, but to foul him, and, uh, and so he, he was that, and then on, then to do what he did on the defensive side, uh, is why I, I, I had to, had to lean that way, but I, I will say that, um, you know again going back to steven pacheco had had he been able to have the 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 track and field season um that may have been the thing to push him over because i i i believe he would have been an all american there as well but uh i i had to make a choice so i went with tim uh tim Suarez as my male athlete of the year and he's certainly deserving
1: certainly is deserving. i mean you you leave masters as Really one of the most dominant big men in the history of the program. Top 10 in points, top 10 in rebounds, obviously the all-time leader in blocks. An incredible career for Tim. And on that note, let's transition into game of the year, and I'll start us off with Masters men's basketball at Westmont on January 18th. And the context for that is Masters comes in on a two-game losing streak. Here you are at your rival, packed-out gym really need this win to kind of stabilize the season and the Mustangs go down 12 points early in the second half. And it's kind of like, okay, what is going to happen? Are they going to be able to turn this around? If they lose three straight, what does that mean for the season? And then master storms all the way back has the lead in the final minute of the game. Then Westmont's hunter Sype hits a three pointer corner, three pointer with eight seconds left to put Westmont back up one. Masters calls a timeout. They get the ball in to Daryl McDowell-White. He kind of takes a a stutter step and then bursts to the basket and lays it in with 1.6 seconds left. Everyone's going crazy. Westmont goes back the other way. Desperation shot doesn't go, and Masters wins the game by one point. I believe it was 70-69, to and the season is stabilized, and it's this huge win over I think Westmont was number four in the country at the time. And to me, that was the game of the year, just with how that last minute unfolded and just the back-and-forth nature and then Daryl with the clutch basket to win it at the buzzer.
0: Well, I, I agree with you. And I agree with you so much that that was my choice for game of the year as well. I, I remember s- exactly where I was uh, when that ball went through. I was standing in my living room, standing because I had been sitting watching it on my laptop. And uh, and I, I was standing... For the last minute of the game, really, a lot, probably the, the last, the whole fourth quarter, <laughs> and uh, you know, I thought for sure the ball was gonna was gonna they were gonna put it down low to Tim and and uh, you know, McDowell White just just uh, just gets around his his defender and just flips this ball up and and it goes in. I mean, I it, it, the ball go, goes down through the hoop and me my wife go up in the air as it goes through because we were you know and and it was it was just. A great moment, and 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 thank you for providing the context because it ended up just in a vacuum. It was a great moment, but the context make really pushes it over the top. They they needed this win, and and you know they had they they kind of dispensed and expelled some of the negative uh vibes from from a from kind of tumbling out of the top five uh in the previous week week to 10 days of games and then the, and then to have this big win against a rival in the top four just righted the ship as you said and and just what a moment what a what a big shot so yeah i agree that is absolutely for me the game of the year and i really could have gone in another direction and
1: and you imagine a lot of these big games involve Westmont because that's our rival. And you've got women's soccer who was hosting Westmont and they were down late and they come back and score those two goals. The last one coming in overtime from Kendall Borman to, to beat Westmont who was number six in the country at the time. That also was a big win, obviously. And I I could have definitely gone in that direction. Definitely good game. Yeah. And a, a similar category but a little bit more subjective, I think, because it doesn't necessarily have to to be a game. We went with moments of the year.
0: Yeah, I I lobbied for this category, Mason, because I really wanted to talk about this moment because it was a big moment uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, And the moment I'm talking about took place on January 24th. Uh, It was the Mustang men's volleyball uh, inaugural match against UC Merced on, uh, campus at masters. Uh, it was big because it was the first match and, and the, the moment, uh, was, was special in that. And a big part of that was the crowd. It, it was just, it was electric in there. My, my, uh, my daughter who was doing stats for that game, uh, she leaned over to me and shouted over the din of the noise before the match really even started and said, I've never heard it this loud in here. And, um, you know, and I, I, I've been around longer, so I'd heard it loud in there before, but it, but it was it was shockingly loud, uh, and that and that was big in and of itself. But what was really what what made it for me the moment of the year and and why it's so memorable was it, it took place in the second game. Now the first game we lost twenty five seventeen, and 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 that's I was I was just happy we didn't get you know blown off the off the court. Well, in the second game, uh, it went into what what you would consider overtime for for you know beyond 25 it, 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 we lost the second set 31-29 but in that second set we had a, a pair of set points uh and, and we were on serve and had a had a uh, served to win it and obviously we didn't the the uh said uh fought us off but uh the I broke out my phone and, and videotaped the, the 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 crowd because people were going crazy like the, the the gym was packed people were jumping up and down you you would have thought we were competing for a championship but people were so excited it was it was like oh my goodness we might actually we could win like we're competitive we're, we we didn't even think we were going to be competitive this year but look at this we're actually in this match and and you know we we ended up losing uh 03 but nobody cared like there, there was so much excitement And it stayed the entire season just buzzing around that team, and that first match really set the tone. So for me, uh, men's volleyball inaugural match moment of the year.
1: I think that's a great choice, Bob. And as as you're saying that, I pulled up the the game recap because I remember Alan Vince, the coach, had a, a great quote after that, and he said, the crowd didn't know what they were coming to watch. I thought the guys pleasantly surprised them with the power and excitement of men's volleyball. That's what got the fans going. They saw sheer power and intensity separated by a thin net. And that was, that was the vibe. I mean, it was yep. electric, like you said, in there. And I'm not sure that I've, I've witnessed a game atmosphere quite like that up to this point.
0: Yeah, it was, it was incredible. What a great quote by Coach Vince, by the way. Wow. He threw,
1: he threw down. I think he's an English major at UCLA. So the guy knows how to spin a phrase. <laughs>
0: Well, that was that was a, that was beautiful, beautifully said by him. So now I'm curious, what did you choose as your moment of the year? So I I went a little bit more,
1: I guess you know, thirty thousand feet on this. To me, this school year and and the sports season really will be defined, obviously, by the coronavirus pandemic mm. and how it shortened the seasons. And to me, the moment of the year was just how our athletes responded to that just talking to athletes from multiple different teams and over and over again it was this is incredibly disappointing but we know the lord's in control we know that he has a plan through this and we're thankful for the time that we had i mean whether it was men's volleyball and they lost the final six matches whether it's beach volleyball losing the final eight matches whether it's baseball losing 22 games and then the GSEC tournament over and over and over again these athletes understood and were grateful for the time that they had together and they they loved each other and those were relationships that are going to go obviously well beyond this season and so I was just so impressed over and over and over again by how our athletes responded to the coronavirus pandemic cutting these seasons short, and them seeing the bigger picture of you know there's a lot more on the line here than athletics there's there's a lot of bigger things going on, and so to me that was the the moment of the year
0: uh i i love i i love that moment um i'm I'm so glad you 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 framed that the way you did it, it you know i remember the 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 moment when you know, I learned that the that the NEIA was canceling the spring sports season. That was on March 16th that that, that happened, and and uh, you know, the the academic year was still was still going on, and so I, like you interacted with with a lot of those athletes on both side, male and female, um, whether baseball players or volleyball players or cross country. Or I'm sorry, track and field you know, athletes who had their senior or their seasons in some cases their senior years. Um, women's basketball men's basketball just just taken away and and the you're absolutely right Mason the attitude was across the board one of of understanding and and recognition of of God's sovereignty and I and I cannot be more proud of of our athletes for that so I'm you know that's a that's a great moment to to have captured for this And so now, Bob, we kind
1: of bring everything to a close here. You think of the Academy Awards and you go through all the individual awards. And then at the end, it's, you know, Picture of the Year, Movie of the Year, and kind of like, you know, all those things brought together to produce the best product. And I think when you put all these things together, for me, the team of the year has to be women's basketball. And you hit on it earlier. Program record 29 wins. They reached the number one, the, the number one ranking in the NAIA for the first time in program history. They started the year nineteen and zero, the best start in program history. And then for it all to be cut short, unfortunately, it would have been so fun to see them make a run in Montana at at a national title. Was it a guarantee? Absolutely not. Were they one of the you know top couple teams and one of the the you know biggest contenders to win that national title? Absolutely. And so for me, it's got to be women's basketball. Obviously, you have Stephanie Suarez, National Player of the Year, but just so many other important pieces on that team, whether it was Hannah Ostrom, Annika Newman, you know, the seniors on that team who were highlighted on SportsCenter ESPN, which was awesome, Hannah Ostrom, uh, Sabrina Thompson, and Brooke Bailey, a lot of good players on that team. And I think the exciting thing is that they've got a lot of pieces coming back that are going to be a big part of hopefully making another run at uh, at winning a national title next season.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's this one. This one was not that there weren't wonderful and amazing teams, but this this one was the easiest one for me. Along with with Stephanie as the female athlete of the year, um, as much for what they accomplished on the court, and you you already mentioned that, uh, but also. What what was taken away um, the, the combined? It just it 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 they just deserve this this spotlight and this moment to to be recognized. Uh, you know there there are times in in sports history where you you are left with the what if question. You know the you know I, the, the the Matt Williams who had more than thirty home runs at the All Star break when when the baseball went on strike. You know in the nineties uh, or you know the Ted Williams who who missed. You know several seasons of his prime. Willie Mays, you know, to 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 fight in 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 wars for their country, and, and you you know those those are things that are still talked about. You know, years later, uh, and and you know with with the women's basketball team, you know, twenty nine three. They were they were at one point ranked number one in the, in the in the N A I A nationally. Uh, the the sixteen and two, uh, you know, they they were in, in G S A C. They were you know they absolutely had had as much of a, of an opportunity to be a national champion as any team has ever ever put on a uniform with with the word mustangs on it uh for for masters and and so um you know in some ways it's it's heartbreaking that they didn't get to to go for it uh but as the years go by uh the, the sting of that will go away, and what what we'll be able to say is like that that team will always be considered one of the best teams. Uh, it, who knows? They could, they could have gone and, and lost the opening round of the playoffs. We don't know. I doubt it, but it could have happened. In which case, it it would have shrunk uh, the, the 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 significance of their season. They're twenty nine three, and there's there they did not end their season losing in an NAIA tournament, right? I mean, they are they will always be not again. I don't know if they would have, but you can't you can't it's untarnished. Like it's a 29, three untarnished. Dot, dot, dot. it will yep. always be 29 and three dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Uh, dot, dot, dot. And that, and the, and the dot, dot, dot hurts right now. It really does. And, and, uh, uh but, but they, they are hands down for me uh, the team, the team of the year. And, uh, I, I will never forget that team and I'll never stop talking about what, what might've happened. And that's, they will be, they will be eternally in my, in my mind for that. And, and I, that's, that's something maybe that it's some consolation, although I don't think they care too much what's going on in my mind, but we'll all think <laughs> of it that way, right?
1: We will, we will always remember what, you know, what could have been with that team. And hopefully I think the, the nice part of that too, is that they get an opportunity to come back and, and make another run at it.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in a sense, it's really kind of a to-be-continued to season for them. And, and with, with so much of the team, uh, you know, coming back, uh, and then new additions uh, it, it'll be it'll be really fun to to see and I, you know we'll all obviously be rooting for them but it would be it would just feel right for them to for them to to win it all next year but I'm, I'm letting my I'm letting my bias enter into this now Mason
1: <laughs> and we will be here to talk about it and we want to hear from you so Uh, We love doing this podcast. It's an opportunity for Bob and I to get together and talk about sports. And so if there's somebody that you'd like to join us on the podcast, somebody that you think, you know, last week we had Jerry Owens, one of the greatest baseball players in Masters history. If there's somebody you'd like to hear on the podcast, somebody you want to know, like, hey, they were fantastic at Masters 30 years ago. What are they doing now? We'd love to have them on the podcast. And so you can let us know. Send an email to SID, so like Sports Information Director, the – you know, the acronym for that. So S I D at masters.edu and let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast or, or, you know, did you disagree with any of our choices? You know, it's hard to believe that you disagree, (laughs) but if you did disagree with any of our choices. We'd love to hear from you too.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Mason, it's been a pleasure and, uh, and we'll, we'll look forward to the next one. I'll see you then, Bob. All right. Take care.